Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, July 21st, L.A. Galaxy getting ready to face off against Atlanta United coming up on Sunday, a very last game of the MLS calendar for this week. You'll know how everybody ahead of you plays. You'll know what position the LA Galaxy have fallen to before the game starts, and so you'll have everything in front of you to understand what the Galaxy will win for the LA Galaxy could do. We're going to talk about that. Gaston Brugman introduced to the press, the media, and some fans at an open training on Wednesday. I was there. We'll talk a little bit about that. Your transfer window rapidly coming to a close here. Uh, we'll tell you how many days are left and sort of maybe what you can expect from the LA Galaxy. We have to talk a little bit about that. It's going to be interesting. Also, some some stuff about points and how many points the Galaxy need and where they need to sit. A whole bunch of other things. Skills challenge for the All-Star. Not that anybody cares. You know, fun stuff like that. So, uh, in order to help me do that, he's back once again. Please welcome... Eric, the Portuguese hammer the era. Eric, how's it going, buddy? Burn it down. Burn, <laughs> Burn it, it down. down. <laughs> we're even more angry this week. Last week I was on here. We're saying, listen, this Galaxy team is not nearly as bad as people are making them out to be. And the Galaxy said, hold my Herbalife nutrition shake. <laughs> we, we, we have got news for you. So, yeah, rough times. Rough times right now for a Galaxy fan. It feels rough. It feels like, have you ever gone like on a, a dirt road and it looks like you're like, oh, I can drive my car on that. You don't need a four-wheel drive car to do that. And then, like, you get around the corner, and there's, like, all of a sudden you're being tossed from side to side. And the back, you're like, that yeah. got that got rough a lot faster than I thought it was going to. That was, that was right. maybe a little bit too too much. That's fair. That's a good one. Or, or you're, when it's raining, you're like, oh, it's just a light drizzle. And then you go out there, and you're like, oh, I definitely should have brought an umbrella. Yeah, this this got, got way, way past what I was expecting. Did, so. did, did, Those are our analogies for the day. Good start. I was going to say, did I tell you whenever I was on my vacation in, in DC, we were driving from Dulles down to Southern Maryland and we're doing the thing that we're supposed to be doing. And like, it starts raining a little bit and I'm like, ah, this is kind of cool. I like driving in the rain. Cause you know, I'm Southern California. It never rains here. Right. So I'm driving in the rain, doing the whole thing. And it starts raining a little bit harder. I'm like, this is, this is pretty, wow. It's raining pretty hard. And, yeah. then, and then like, I see this thunderstorm and the lightning is like just constant. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, all this stuff. And then like, I can't see anything anymore. Cause it's raining yeah. so hard. I'm only going 10, 
10 miles an hour on the road and the roads like flooded and all this other stuff. And then whenever I finally got there, my mother-in-law is like, oh man, yeah, tornado went right past where you guys like drove through. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we didn't see it because it was raining too hard. So, you know, good luck for us. You know, that's for the best. Yeah. <laughs> <I was laughs> you look at it in panic. Yeah, I was oblivious. Not know. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was ignorance oblivious. is bliss. What do you do in a tornado? I don't know. I'm from Southern California. What are you supposed to do when you're driving we, in a tornado? Oh, when you're driving, I don't know. You pull off, look for shelter. But even, I think you just hands go up at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you're home, like you go find your room, find your safe spot, no windows. But if you're driving, it's like Jesus, you, Jesus you take the wheel. To, yeah. It's Jesus takes a place. And then yeah. what you go for a ride. Don't you climb under, <laughs> an, takes you, don't yeah. you climb under an overpass or something like that? Isn't that what you're supposed sure. to do? I don't know. Sure. I don't. It's, it's what I see on, on the YouTubes. That's what I heard. Uh, anyway, so galaxy getting ready to take on Atlanta. Um, Colorado obviously was, I mean, it's funny because most of the time I feel like the LA galaxy make a game of every game they're in. Even if you look at some of the, the, there are some examples of them not doing that. Right. But like three, two, three, two, three, two, those were all games. They, they were at least in it. Even if they gave up too many goals in a short succession, Colorado felt like they were never in that game. Yeah. That's why my question to you, and I'm, I don't know, we're not going to do a full Colorado recap because he did that with Damien early in the week. But my question is, was that the worst game of the season? I'm kind of looking back and I think Houston may have been the worst one because it was over the course. Houston was over the course of 90 minutes, right? Like the Dallas game, they were out quick San Jose game, you know, quick. And so I think the Houston one is the one that comes to mind because it was at home, you know, and, and you know, the XG wasn't there. They just didn't have the chances. They looked toothless. This one, they, you're right. They never looked like they had a chance. <laughs> you, I think you mentioned it. 18 shots and then an XG of one. Like, do the math. Divide that up. <laughs> I think they only, how bad. Yeah. I think they only had like two shots on goal out of that. I mean, it gets yeah. more, like worse actually. Whenever yeah. you're trying to figure out your XG on, on some of that yeah. stuff. So, it's, so that was that was a pretty toothless and embarrassing game outside of like maybe Chicago. But at least you got a point out of that, even though that Chicago was an ugly game. So yeah. it's up there. And the the fact that we have like four or five games to say was this the worst game it's like there's not a clear worst game is kind of scary also Wait, what was it was it something though whenever because i asked damien this and i thought it was it was one of those things that you ask in the moment and then you don't really think about the answer because you're like oh this would be a good question to ask them and then you try to figure out it's like name one game out of the next 14 you guarantee the la galaxy are gonna win yeah. right and it's like you have to bet your your house on it right <laughs> like you have to gonna, so the whole day it's like it, i I'm leaving the country. <laughs> my, yeah, my answer is drive me into the tornado. Yeah, that, that's, that's my, that's my result. <laughs> I like Good that. Times. I like that. Um, yeah. So, so that's where it, one of the things that is sort of popping up and, and rapidly coming to a close um, is that the transfer window, the MLS secondary transfer window, the, what we call the summer transfer window is closing in 15 days, 15 days counting today. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, so basically 14 days now, whenever you're, you're starting to, to, to do everything. Um, it closes on August 5th. Uh, usually it closes at like 5 or 6 p.m. on the East Coast or 8 p.m. on the East Coast or something like that. It's an East Coast close. And so that'll be when everything is over. The interesting part of this is, I think, if you if everybody remembers, Eric, is that we sort of talked about um, the LA Galaxy interested in other players. And yeah. we talked whenever uh, I had a, a nice long chat with Greg Vanny about adding in another player. And he was fairly adamant that they were felt confident they were going to be able to do that and the whole deal and they had two or three guys for this other spot but they needed some things to work out for them um it's interesting that it is so so quiet um that's it it feels that way right i mean there's nothing that that's what i was going to say is we had this conversation 
about, you know, maybe two or three guys. We knew Brugman was in the works. And so you say, okay, but maybe there's one more player coming down the pipeline. And if there wasn't, you can live with it. But my frustration, we talked a little bit off this about this off mic, is you see other teams signing one, two, three players. They're bringing a lot of reinforcements in in the middle of the season. And the optics, at least, are we started our season, we figured out what some holes may be, and we're now bringing in these players to either fill a role that we need or, you know, we had this deficiency, so we're bringing in, we're using our scouting department or whatever list we have of players, and we're bringing in these reinforcements to kind of fix what's been wrong the first half of the season. I think you pushed back and said, these moves that happen don't really happen. Like, it's not, you get on the phone, and then next week we have a player walk through the door. These are, you know, relationships that are built over six months, over 12 months. Yeah, Ber- and so, Bergman was two years, by the way. Two yeah. years, he said, whenever. I, I didn't know it was that long. I knew Greg had said for a while, but he said, because uh, uh, we can get into Bergman, but basically he was he was talking in Spanish, um, and, and Vicky uh, Mercado, who's with LA Galaxy PR, was translating the whole deal. And I said, you know, hey, you know, I, I know over the last year type thing, and he went, mas, mas, like more than that like immediately he was sort of interjecting on that but yeah yeah so Um, so to that point is you know okay maybe you're not going to bring in a guy next week but you know where's our list of guys who's the who are the guys who have been on the radar you know the fact that you're not bringing in anybody and not addressing you know the gaping hole at attacking midfield uh you know and just figuring it out it it is a little bit disheartening and that's the tough part and then i I don't know if you want to address we had a super chat what, but when we turned on, yeah, when yeah. we turned on the show, we had we had a twenty dollars <laughs> super chap already. But, uh, but that kind of addresses, yeah, the same thing. Is is Stefan? Is that what we're going with? Or so, or is yeah, that a, say, that's Stefan, right? Stefan. Well, it's a killer name. Stefan Wiper just feels like a FIFA create a player mode. <sighs> like it's one of the stock players that they put in there from Germany or from right. you know, or Austria. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where where Stefan's so, from here. So, solid last name Wiper, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, with yeah, W Y. Um, yeah, that's that's some fun. Uh, 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 Stefan says so much for the Jay Ling's signing, uh, Jesse Lingard signing to turn the season around. What are the chances of a second quality signing, or is it too late? It's not too late. Um, this is stuff, that, and and to your point, Eric, you're right. There's been adjustments, and and teams are making adjustments, and and the whole thing. The Galaxy have made their adjustment, but it's also a guy that they've wanted for two years. It's yeah, like it's it's, it's not addressing this season no no it was something they were trying to address like early on right the whole (laughs) deal and so you know they also have that in there so i understand where that's coming from the problem here is that the la galaxy have put themselves in a position to not be able to make any moves right i mean they're basically tapped out on roster they're basically tapped out on salary they're tapped out on international slots they had to buy one in order to bring bring brugman in and if they're going to get another international they're going to have to bring somebody else in you were wondering if maybe they would go interleague, right? And try to find somebody who's a domestic who could fill some spots and do some things. And that has been happening a little bit. And that, that's, that's what I'm, those are the moves that I'm seeing that are actually the ones that upset me. You know, you're not going to, you know, Jesse Lingard, international spot slot, someone who's going to be expensive. You say, okay, I understand where we've hamstrung ourselves and aren't able to bring that in. But you look at, you know, these teams who are, you know, trading guys who have fallen off, who are no longer regular starters for their clubs, but they still have proven MLS minutes and proven stats and so those are, you know, where's the list of those guys <laughs> that we yeah. can be looking and bringing in? And, you know, America's a big country. There, there's got to be some domestic talent somewhere in here. You know, like I'm not that jaded that we there's not a single, you know, American or someone with a green card who, who can be an impact player on this team because the players that they have now, 
the roster construction is just you can tell it's lacking, and especially given the last few games. Yeah, I, I think you're going to find out more and more, and I think that Greg is going to be more and more um, vocal about the scouting departments and the analytics and the stuff that they're doing and those types of things. The the ghost teams, and I think I've mentioned the ghost teams on here before, but the ghost teams the Galaxy are putting together is something they haven't had before, and you can you should be very upset that it took this long through multiple coaches asking for this type of thing for it to finally be implemented. Um, I was at training. I ran into Chris Klein, who's at training. I know lots of people think that Chris Klein hides. He, he rarely hides. Like I see him all the time. Um, but he, I stopped and said hi to him for a quick second. Uh, I saw Mikey Stevens out there um, who was standing on the steps doing it. It was an open training as well. There were season Same. ticket members and stuff. The whole brain trust was out. It, it was, was, I mean, except uh, I didn't see Yovan out there, but maybe he was hiding somewhere. Maybe he's scouting. I, yeah, he's he was scouting. scouting. He was out. He was out doing the scouting. Isn't that what Mikey's supposed to be doing? I don't sure. know. I don't. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out whatever. But the ghost team side, I would imagine that if you are setting up proper ghost teams and stuff like that, you have a domestic ghost team, which is like, listen, we needed a player in this position. Who do we have around the league? Who do we have abroad that we can bring in without getting an international slot? Like eventually you have first team. These are our best guys that we want in all these places, blah, blah, blah. This team over here is all domestic players that we can get. And yes, they're playing abroad somewhere or somewhere within the league. There's probably even a ghost team that you're making that is like guys who are around the league that we would like that we think would fit a specific need. And mm -hmm. here they are. And maybe we go out and trade for them. You know, that and type of thing. Yeah, and then salary range is another thing. That's one thing that was kind of surprising to me because you hear about, you know, obviously the English Premier League and the Spanish League and these giant transfer fees and weekly salaries, and you think, well, you know, Major League Soccer is not on that level. But then when you look into Brazilian League, the Argentine League, uh, you know, South America, you say, well, what are these players? What are, what are their salaries? And they're they're pretty much in line with what their average MLS salary is. You know, 150k, 250k, like that's that's within range of an MLS average salary. And that's the type of player who, you know, who's maybe making a difference in, you know, the Colombian league. And that's maybe somewhere where you can go. So that's, that's just the thing. Like there's gotta be, there's gotta be something going on and to not see any of it coming to fruition. Maybe it's not coming. Maybe it is right. coming down the line and it's just, you know, we don't see it or it's not transparent to us. But just when you see other clubs making moves and your club is the one club, we got one guy and right or wrong for the crit critique or not from, from the second division, it's just like, okay, this is our savior. This is the one guy who's here to fix it. And I understand Vanny wanted all of his guys ahead of the season. So you're not going to get your total game changer, right. uh, you know, in the summer. But right. it still still stings just a little. It does. And and I don't think, uh, I think Vanny is being very optimistic with what he sees in terms of what Brogman can do and then what effect that has. I think it's going to be a positive overall effect. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a negative effect. Effect. Um, so I I'm, think we're, yeah, yeah, we're getting the Brugman bump is what I'm calling. Yeah, you are. I, I think you're going to get something. But is he going to be your solution to everything? It's not. It can't it's be. That's your game changer. He's yeah. he's not a creative player. Well, we'll see if he's a creative player. I'm told that more than likely he's probably not. Although he talked about his past distribution and he talked about some other things. You know, um, so there's all these things that seem. And I also think there there is this if we just go back and look at what has happened with the LA Galaxy since 2017 with Anolfo coming in with Siggy Schmidt coming in you know with um Dom Kinnear taking over for a little with GBS coming in with you know GBS going away and Kinnear finishing up again and then with all this stuff if you look at it it's almost to the point now where it's like you can't keep going through coaches it doesn't it doesn't work and I think Vanny has some weaknesses. Uh, I certainly in the discord, they were talking about his substitution patterns and just the way that he tries to, I feel like he's always trying to tweak 
things so much that sometimes he like doesn't make the obvious like subs mm-hmm. like well if i do this i can shift this around the whole day or he's playing chess on a different level like it's 3d chess and i'm down here playing checkers totally that is totally a thing i would never pretend that I know more than Greg Vanny and he is nice enough to answer my stupid questions over and over again. Like if you don't realize that as a reporter um, and I think that a lot of times former players have obviously a lot more credibility and they can ask, you know, sort of these questions and stuff like that. But I also think that um, if you don't realize that you're on the outside asking questions about what's going on the inside, which means that there is a wall up in between. So you're not going to get the full story and you're never getting the full story. Yeah. um, Then you're not really thinking correctly in a lot of this stuff. You know, I know we talked about Derek Williams, Derek Williams throwing guys under the bus. Apparently he threw guys under the bus. That's what everybody said. (laughs) Listening to his words, I'm not sure he actually threw anybody really under the bus, but he was frustrated. And I was like, God. Yeah, he didn't throw anyone. The the comments were pointed, but he didn't, he didn't name names. He left it. People filled in blanks and based on performance in that game and kind of performance over that stretch. I, I was kind of, I was having a can, discussion with the Panda about, he goes, who do you yeah. think Derek was talking about? I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, let's yeah, try to like, figure it out. We can, you know, yeah. we, we can play the guessing game. You know, I don't know if we want to throw the names out there or not, but there, there's probably some game names that we can figure Araujo, out. Araujo, Efra, you know, and Alvarez. Yeah. Okay, Araujo yeah. is who I, I was thinking of. Just hey, I actually the think it's, line. I think it's Alvarez more than that. And I think that Alvarez's whole sort of, demeanor is wearing a lot of people thin. I think hmm. that it's, I think it's wearing Greg Vanny thin. Um, he talked about a public meeting. I mean, publicly he talked about a meeting that he had with Julian Araujo. Uh, I would imagine that privately Araujo or, Alvarez? Or, or sorry, Alvarez uh, with hmm. Alvarez. Uh, I would imagine privately he was like WTF. Why did it take you so long to come hmm. here? I mean, it's so, it's so interesting and I'm always trying to figure this out, but like you are a babysitter as a coach, like you're, you're, you're a team psychologist, you're all these things. And it's like, you're trying to develop people into some people into men because you don't have men. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, you, you, we were talking before the mics kicked on about Sir Alex Ferguson. Like you're not going to bring, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson to fix this, but people who were at Manchester United under him said he made me a man. Like mm-hmm. that he was the father figure that I needed at that time. And my, you know, you hear that a lot. And that's not a coincidence. That's, that's you know, top that, level football. That's yeah. Like that's, that, that you're talking about. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um, and and go, just going back to Williams, one last thing that I, that I wanted to mention on that is, you know, people after that, well, is the locker room in shambles? Is it a mess? Because Williams is now saying, calling out players. And I actually think it's the opposite. That's sticking up for Greg Vanny. He's saying coach has the right idea. We're not executing it. So if anything, that's belief in your coach and so showing that one of the leaders on your team has the coaches back and is willing to go out there and execute and wants to execute what the coach wants to do. So to me, I, I took it as the complete opposite, that that is someone who is now in the corner of their coach, not someone who the coach has lost. It's like hockey a little bit where like Williams was self-enforcing, right? Like that was a little, that was self-correction. It's like, oh, so you think that you're better than the whole team. Well, this team is really important to me. I'm speaking like I'm Derek Williams. This team is really important to me. Um, and everything we do needs to be connected. And I, I, I said specifically, I absolutely 100% talked to players after this because I was like, maybe I'm reading this wrong. Maybe all the stuff I've heard from all the players beforehand about how good of a group this is and how tight knit they are and how close they are and all these things. And Sasha question said it whenever I sat down with him for, you know, 45 minutes, he said it pointedly. I, and he said it before really this dip really started to take place, which was, I know we're better than this and this team, it gets along really well, right? So if you're Derek Williams, it's like, 
I'm protecting the team. And if you're going to go out and you're going to not play the team way and not do the things, then you're going to face consequences, not just from the coach, uh, but from me. Right. And that was I, for Derek Williams, who I don't necessarily think is like a big leadership voice. I think he's somewhat on the defense. I think he can be. He's he's a do as I do, not as I say. Right. Like right. He, he's not a, a vocal leader. He's but not a raw, raw He carries guy, himself. Right? Yeah, yeah. He carries himself as a leader. Um, and so if you look at that, that whole thing, again, that, that sort of leads, I talk to players, there's no locker room rift, right? There's no problems here. That doesn't mean anything. And as I think we pointed out, like last week, whenever you and I talked is like, you know, um, Almeida at San Jose, everybody loved him too. Doesn't mean it works. Yeah. Right. You know, so you can, you can love Greg Vanny if you're an LA galaxy player, but understand that you not performing is going to get him fired. Um, I don't think that's in danger. I don't have Greg Vanny on the hot seat not even close right now. Now you could say that's a lack of accountability from Chris Klein and a lack of everything. But the bottom line is that I'm not sure Klein can get away with firing another coach and keeping his job. So I don't think that Vanny is going to go anywhere anytime soon. The one counter argument I'd make to that is that if there's 14 games left in the season, Mm -hmm. the galaxy as of right now still sit in playoff position. Yes. If Vanny goes on a losing streak with his best available players and with a player he's brought in, I mean, it's gonna be tough. It's fair. It's fair to put him on the hot seat and say we yeah. missed the playoffs again. You know, you didn't. The team didn't perform under you. I I can see a scenario where you know he does end up you know getting the axe for poor play, but the, the team does need to to show it. Is it fair? Is it right? Like you said, we've seen this movie. It's obviously not the coach every time. This is Groundhog maybe, Day. Yeah, you need to fire four coaches to figure out it's not the coach sometimes. Like maybe that's just the pro- process you need to go through. But I would have thought know, three. It, the, I would have thought yeah. three coaches was enough or four or however many they, they've actually gone through. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if the team goes on like if they continue on the path that they're on right now. Yeah. It's not unfair to put Vanny on the hot seat, I don't think. No, I, and listen, I would imagine that if it continues going down that, yes, he eventually will be on the hot seat. I just yeah. don't think it's there right now. Um, and, and listen, they are, and speaking to the team and speaking to Chicha and spoke, speaking to Greg, they're feeling the pressure from the fans. I know you guys, I know a lot of times fans think they, they don't know. They trust me. They know. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's one of the funniest things that I always hear from players is when things are going, you know, great. It's, you know, we tune out the fans. We don't hear, we don't hear anything. Things are going, you know, bad. You know, we don't hear anything. It's like, well, yep. and then, it's, then you hear. Well, you know, we had a sellout crowd that really got behind us. We really felt it. Well, are you tuning it out or does it help pump you up? Which is it? So I I, I think as a human being, you're going to naturally see your name pop up, you know, get tagged on social media, right. see your name pop up in reviews and, and, you know, player grade performances and things like that. And when when it gets really negative, like maybe that's amplified and that's not necessarily a healthy thing or a great thing, but it's real and it, it exists. And the same thing happens uh, you know, with the positivity, I'll use kind of Dayan Jovalich as an example. That's someone who at the beginning of the season, you know, maybe wasn't on everyone's radar and has just been absolutely on fire. Then the Twitter account comes out. He starts liking tweets. He starts posting a little bit more. So you, obviously he's been bolstered by the love that he's he been getting and he's putting himself out there. Now, if, if he doesn't perform, and, and he, is he going to feel the heat or not? But obviously I think that the positive, the positivity that he had created a presence where he obviously was feeling himself right. and was enjoying the accolades he was getting. And rightfully so he, he deserves it. 
But I'm just saying you can't say you tune it out or it doesn't no, affect you. No, we, it, we, we see it on display. They know. They know. They know 100%. Yeah. They, they feel that stuff. Well, it's funny. Dayon hates all that stuff, like hates the social media stuff and, <laughs> and like any of the videos. He doesn't like being on video. He doesn't like talking to reporters. Now, he's not like, I hate you. I'm not talking to you. He's like, oh, if I don't, I like, I'd rather not talk to you. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, I'm not comfortable doing the whole deal. And so we always try to try to, you know, lighten up the mood with him a little bit. And so he's he's usually a lot of fun. And he's a great just sort of a great guy to talk to. So um, let's go a little bit through some of the things that are going on in terms of training. And I went on training on Wednesday. Uh, that's when the Galaxy announced uh, Gaston Brugman. Um, a wispy little 5'9"-ish, 5'10"-ish guy. He's shorter than me, so I'm 5'11". Okay. Um, <laughs> See, that's funny. Yeah, she's shorter than me. I'm 5'11". So he's a, a little guy. But from, from everything that we read about him is he's this bulldog he's this enforcer so you know but like, like I, I, I could see it it's like he's got um i think chris tucker was saying in our discord it's like he's sort of got like the small man syndrome like well, he's like i'm gonna play hard the brain that the where my brain goes is gattuso you know gattuso was probably what five seven five eight little <laughs> yeah, guy yeah. but you did not want to get in that guy's way when, when no when the fire was hot so you know that's not necessarily a bad thing i really he, he very much, I showed a picture of him to, to my wife, right? I'm like, what do you think? She goes, that guy looks like he plays soccer. Like it, it was one of those. It's like, yeah, he, like you can sort of fits he, the mold. He fits the mold very well. Um, you know, it was interesting. Apparently he got in on Saturday, um, into Los Angeles and then he came out and he was training on Sunday. Greg came out. Yeah, the galaxy were off Sunday. Um, actually I guess they had a regen day on Sunday and then it was, they were off Monday, Tuesday, and then they came back and, and played on Wednesday. So I was going to say everyone's on social, on Instagram seems to be enjoying their days off on yes. Monday. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and, I was like, Oh, I guess they got the days off. Yeah. Um, and so it was, it was one of those, they got, they got some time off and you know, good to, to sort of rest those muscles and get away from it from a little bit. I'm always for that. I actually think days off are, are super beneficial. Um, especially whenever you're getting into sort of the business end of, of the season. So they had that off. Apparently Brogman was out training on that Saturday. He was out training on Sunday. He was training on Monday. He was training on Tuesday. So he's been out there. Chicharito, uh, we saw a picture of him and everybody's like, oh, well, the Galaxy aren't even training. Apparently he was out training as well because he was coming back from... We can't say he had COVID because he wouldn't say he had COVID, but he probably had COVID. Just like Mark Delgado probably had COVID. Um, And if nothing else, they were ill and need to get back in that rhythm. Right. And so if, if it was COVID, you say... Okay, don't expect a hundred percent. Like that takes a little bit of time to get your, you know, your wind back and everything going. So that's Tell one me piece about of it. it. And even if he was just regular, you know, just yeah. a regular cold, that takes some time to recover from that as well. So good to see them out there running. Uh, you know, <laughs> I got into, uh, you know, I always love getting into Twitter arguments with like, you know, the people who make, you know, the anti Chicharito accounts. Oh with yeah, six followers. Yeah, I saw. I, 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 blo- I, I blocked that account. I just, I was like, I don't need that negativity in <laughs> my life. Like, well, he, you know, he's just at the All Star game, isn't he? Spoiled? It's like. Yeah, yeah, that there's time that goes by, and once you that time goes by, then yeah. you go out and you can and go. Out. It's okay. It's yeah. it's all right. <laughs> you you know? guaranteed he had to test negative before yeah. he was going to do anything, and he he did, and he got to go to the Major League Baseball All Star Game at Dodger Stadium. He said he enjoyed it immensely. He thought it was really cool, and he was even like, oh, I heard they hadn't played it in like 30 years there or something like that. Yeah. and I you know I don't even know if that's true, but he knew it right the whole deal. <laughs> um, Greg Greg Berhalter was there, by the way, as well. Did you know Greg Berhalter was out there? Kellen Acosta, yeah, of course. Actually, my, yeah, it's funny. My brother was fortunate enough to be at the game. So oh, okay. I was, 
watching it in the background. Yeah, that, that, that's funny. So um, so he was there. So Greg Berhalter was there. Nikki Kay was covering that for Spectrum. And she's like, I just met Greg Berhalter. And I'm like, well, of course you did at the Major League Baseball All-Star game. So they were there. So Chicha came in and he talked to us for a little bit. Um, and he's in prime Chicha mode. Um, there's there's nothing really that he confuses me because it's hard to get him to say negative things. Um, and I think the most negative thing he said during it was sort of, I would like this team to react a little bit more positively to some of the things that are happening to it. Right. And yeah, I get that. And for him, that's like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe he just said that. Right. You know, this whole, he just threw the whole team under the bus. That's, that's Chicha throwing <laughs> the team under the bus. Right. He's like, but he was, cause they were asking about the locker room. I think Mike Gray asked about it. Said, you know, how, what do you think about the locker room? What do you think about what's going on? Like the whole deal. And again, it goes to Derek Williams. We're all trying to figure out what's going on in the locker room. Now they're never going to tell you in a public forum anyway, but eh, you know, it's good to ask the questions. Um, and so he was sort of saying that, but he says he feels great. It was the, that was my favorite part at the very beginning. <laughs> um, after Chicha talked about the major league baseball all-star game, Scott French who was standing next to me. He goes, how are you feeling? He goes, I feel great. How are you? Right? Like, like, no, 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 Chicha, you just came back from probably COVID. <laughs> you need to answer the question and be like, oh yeah, you know, the whole deal. And so Scott was like, yeah, he oh. probably didn't realize what exactly he was asked, <laughs> trying to ask him. <laughs> and Scott goes, well, I'm fine too, but I wasn't in health and safety protocols. He goes, how were you like, did you mild? He's like, oh, I was sick, but you know, I feel, I feel better. I'm feel ready to go. Like the whole day, it was just like very like, sort of brushing it off that type of thing. Yeah, so I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. This is he may have been coached up to do that. That's also. a negative. We want to talk about positives. Right. And there so, you <laughs> um, you know, he said he, he enjoyed sort of the break that he was on because there's, if you think about it from his perspective and I, I see people being like, how could he enjoy that break? Like when the galaxy are losing, it's like, from his perspective is he can't do anything about it, right? You can't go out and play. You're not allowed to. You have to stay in isolation. Yeah. You have to do these things. <laughs> so if you're mandated to do those things, the most positive outcome you can have mentally is I'm going to enjoy this time that I have to get better, to feel better, and then go back out and be refreshed. Basically, like I had a little, a little mini vacation. And also everyone else had those days off and they, you know, posting on vacation, traveling to different cities, spending time with their family. The result on the field doesn't dictate, you know, how you spend your time off. You know, if I have a rough day at work, it I don't it better not. Next, you better yeah, not come home. 24 hours, you know, you know, sulking and where, you know, I go home, I turn on Netflix, I enjoy myself, enjoy a little cocktail, a laugh a little bit. And it's, it's okay. It's okay to enjoy yourself. You know, but like you said, the the all-star game hadn't been a Dodger stadium for 30 years. If that's the case, you know, it's the local, even if it had been two years ago, just if he wasn't here for that and it's at Dodger stadium, a historic, you know, event. So uh, they're allowed to have fun. It's okay. Even if he scores five goals, he's allowed to enjoy himself afterward. If they lose five zero, he's also enjoyed to uh, allowed to enjoy himself. My my parents said I was only allowed to be upset after a loss for an hour. Right. It was like car ride home. You right? get the quiet car. Ride yeah. Home. That's it. Like my parents are like an hour. You get to go home, take a shower done and then turn the page right on to the next thing. By the way, uh, $5 super chat from what though wants to know what will be higher by the end of the season. Cabral's goals plus assists or galaxy wins. Galaxy wins already have like eight and Cabral has oh, one yeah. assist. So I go with easy. wins. I'd also go with wins. Cabral currently has more red cards than goals. So that's not a good <laughs> sign from, from an attacker. So, oh man, he even, could, even though it's not a fair red card, but, Technically, on the snatch sheet, he has more red red cards and goals. goals. Uh, Mr. Provino gives us a $5 super chat. Uh, The question came up at practice between the COG Discord members. There were a whole bunch of COG Discord members who were at the Open training. Uh, If the Galaxy made it to the U.S. Open Cup Finals and it went to PKs, who are your five? Not Chicha. 
you know why I love this question? Why? Because if they made it to the U.S. Open Cup final, because we're not even saying no. if they make it to the MLS Cup playoffs and no. get a, get a shootout. We, we've already thrown that out. It's, hey, had they made it <laughs> to the Open Cup final, who are your five? Can, yeah, I can, like can this I, question. Can I give you some, some background on this? The Galaxy yeah, at it. the end of the Open training did a team PK shootout, right? So they had everybody up there. Now, this is one of my favorite things. I hate it when people practice penalty kicks like by themselves, right? Because there's no pressure, right? There's no, maybe you, you can work on technique there, yeah. but you need the pressure in order to try and simulate what you're going to be yeah. doing. Because anybody can make a spot kick when there's no pressure. Correct. So when the yeah, pressure you is need, on. You need the team around making little side bets and, you know. Right. You know, running laps, doing push-ups, harassing you like yeah. you better not miss you like and yes. they sort of split it up into teams and they were trying to come up with like winners and doing all sorts of stuff. And so one of the things that happened that while I was there and I walked in sort of as this was just getting ready to start take place was um, I got to see a bunch of people take penalty kicks. Most people made them uh, two people who missed. Uh, Kevin Cabral had his shot saved because of course he did. Right. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. I was like, oh, I was I was sat there and I go, of course it got saved. Um that one and then Brogman like was sort of like he wasn't supposed to take one but they were sort of like go take one go take one he was like okay okay and he like rang the rang the crossbar pretty hard like he beat everybody it was if it would have been lower it was definitely in but it went clank um, I'll take there I'll take a good crossbar that's hit hard yeah I'll, yeah. I'll take that over uh, did you see um Oh, where someone tried a paninka. I think it was Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, whenever they they had the, Charlotte. Yeah, it, it is the year. It is the the time of midsummer friendlies yeah. right now. Chelsea has played. Everton played. Uh, was it Barcelona who played Miami and beat them six or seven yes. or eight to nothing? I don't remember. It was a lot to yeah. a little. Um, and <laughs> yeah. everybody lost their mind for like two seconds. Like apparently, like they it's not Barcelona <laughs> against Inter Miami. <laughs> I'm just. I can't. Well, and then yeah. people want to make a big deal about you know Minnesota. I think Minnesota. Um, did they beat? Four uh, zero. They beat Everton. Yeah, that's well, right. Again, they beat nearly relegated Everton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Chelsea drew with yeah. uh, with um, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, that's right. So, so they had some of these going again. So they have everybody like I guess forgets that this stuff has happened like before. Like this is all stuff we've all seen. Dude, does yeah. anybody remember when the Yellow Galaxy played Manchester United at the Rose Bowl? Yeah, that right. was the discussion that I was having. They played him at the Rose Bowl. They also played him at Dignity Health Sports Park. They right. played Real Madrid. I remember going to that game. Yeah, the, these things happen. That, it's, it's, a, it's a cash cow. It's how you fill your stadium. There are a lot of soccer fans in the United States. Not all of them are MLS fans, and this is right. your chance to bring them in. Okay, so so let's get back to so our, who are your five. five. Um, let's see. Are we going to go one for one? Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to have, like, different... We, we could have, like, the same teams, like, type of yeah. thing. Um, I'm going to say Mark Delgado. Okay. Um, I like him. I'm going to put Ravellison in there as well. I'm yep, going, he's on my list. These are emotional people for me. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out who I can count on to stay calm. Or, or like you said, lack of emotion L or yeah, or lack, said, right. Yeah. A, a lack of emotion. Um, I would put, Hmm. It gets hard. Yeah. I say question. If, is he going to be on the field? Like that's that, that, like, well, that's the question. I Victor think, Vasquez, if he's on the field, I would let so Victor let's, take one. Let's, let's make that our two for it's either Vasquez or question. Okay. That's so, number three. So, so Delgado, Revelison, right. Vasquez slash question. Um, I would let, I probably am going to let Araujo take one. Um, Ooh, see, I'd have Edwards ahead of Araujo. And, and I was trying to go on either side, but the bottom line is that I don't know that I have Chicha in that. He's not my number five. He's your goal scorer. You have you have, you have to have to him. put him out there. You I have mean, to put him out here's there. the thing: if you if he's not your five, then, then he's getting are. into sudden death six. 
like and that's more pressure. Right. So do, do you, you give want. him the one spot so that way he like leads yeah, off? That's that's not a bad idea. Give him give him the one. Don't the give order the matters sometimes more than anything else. Like at the end, I would like either Delgado or Revelison or Cushion or, or Vasquez to be Cushion taking the, the four or five. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of where it is. So. All right. So Chicharito one. Delgado two. Okay. Revelison three. three. Uh, I would. You probably. Arajo Edwards. We each get a pick. So. Yeah. Split them. Yeah, okay. So Rajo and Edwards and then, and then Vasquez or Kleshin. Vasquez question. Okay. I think that works. So I think Yo, we gave people. People tickers. are saying Jovalich, <laughs> by the way. Jovalich, Yo, well, would he be a one on the, for one swap for right. Chicharito? Yeah, okay. And I would take the Araujo Edwards kicker out for Jovalich if they're both on the field. I, I agree. Uh, so so anyway, so that's where we're at. We solved but, it. We solved it, guys. But guys, let's go guys you don't want taking penalty kicks in a <laughs> right. We're gonna let Chicha take it because he's your goal scorer. So you're gonna let him have it. Kevin Cabral does not get to take one. Sam Grantier does not get to take one. Efrain Alvarez does not get to take one. Um I'm trying to think of who else. Derek Williams. Three, right, I wouldn't trust Derek. I would Williams? trust Derek Williams. I would I yeah. smash it right down the middle. Yeah. Edwards I, and Araha are in there. What about your other center back? Would you let Nick DePew, DePew or Sega yeah, Kulabali former, take him? Former forward Nick DePew, yeah. He's uh, on the, I mean, th- he, these are all sudden death picks. I, th- I wouldn't volunteer them first. I think Jonathan I'm, Bond. I would let Jonathan <laughs> Bond take one before I let Chicha take a five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy with our, our five slash eight that we, we threw out. Okay. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad we got through that. And that was important. Uh, just a reminder that uh, Javier Chicharito Hernandez has been selected to one, not only participate in the MLS all-star game along with Julian Araujo. That game is coming up in Minnesota on what is it? Is it August 10th? I think it's so, August 10th. I think August 9th is the all-star it's, skills. It's the skills challenge. Yeah. And then, then the, the 10th, 10th is, all-star. is the all-star game. Uh, the MLS and then Chicharito has been put on the team, the MLS team, um, to be part of the skills challenge. Um, and so that's a thing that's going to happen apparently. <laughs> hey, this is my bread and butter. I like the skills challenge. If you watched it last season, Liga MX versus MLS, the skills challenge, the players were having fun. I know we like to, you know, you grumble, grumble over the MLS all-star game and the, all the activities, but it actually, when you see the players out there, they are enjoying themselves. It is good for the game. It gives it exposure. You see a lot of people, you know, from, outside of the U S and outside of Mexico watching this saying, well, you know, this is a very American thing. The skills is, challenge, yeah. but, but it's actually enjoyable. It is. People like the novelty of it. The only thing, and I'll say, uh, <laughs> our contribution as a galaxy podcast, when you look at the players on the skills challenge, you know, Chicharito, I wouldn't say he's like the most technical. He's skill not a on technical. No. <laughs> so no. when they said like, Oh, the techers are out. I was like, hey, that's not really Chicharito's game. I get why you have him out there. You see Hector Herrera is going to be out there. So does he really, is he deserving of an all-star right. selection? Drew, even just, he, Drew yeah. is in there Ferrer, yeah. Jesus Ferrer for FC Dallas. And, uh, and Signe is there, you know, from, from Toronto. So Car- it's, Carlos it's, Gill, right? Hill yeah, is so there. You, so you're getting the players who are big names to kind of it, you're making it an attraction. They're they're making no bones about what it is. So I, I look forward to it. There's yeah the shooting challenge, the touch challenge, which you probably won't see Chicharito doing, crossbar challenge. Oh, it's it's just kind of a fun when you, when you talk about the players watching or the fans watching the training. It's basically a glorified training session with right. some stakes. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it fun. Yeah. I think they're getting rid of last year. They had a lot of like the targets and like you tried to hit the targets and that type of thing. Like in, in I think the final round of things, I think they got rid of all of that and they're just doing the crossbar challenge. Cause that's the only one everybody wants to see anyway. <laughs> so but it's like, it, yeah. it's like last, last goal wins. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's you hit very the crossbar. much like, and this last one is worth 150 points. Yeah. It, so it very much reminds me of Harry Potter. 
um, and and trying to catch the the golden snitch, right? Because like if you catch the golden snitch, one the game is over, and you get so many points that like you're yeah. going to win the game. So what? As somebody once, as I think a comedian said, why don't they just try to do that every time? Like you yeah. know, it's like one of those. It's, it's a little. Why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's a that's great. It's a it's a happy Gilmore thing. I'm just going to try to do that every time whenever he hits all in one. Um. So so yeah. So there's going to be some of that. So that all star game stuff is coming up. Funny thing happened on my way to the forum. That's a that's a deep cut. Uh, nobody will get that. And that's fine. I'll I'll live yeah, with that. You lost me on that. That's one. good. That's a some one person in the chat room will get it, and that'll be enough for me. That'll be enough. Um, but whenever I was at training, I was talking to Greg Vanny about stuff, and I'm like, you know, you guys have 14 games left. You know, the whole deal. And he goes, well, we have we have 15 games left. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no, you have 14. He goes, we played 20. We, he goes, we played 20. We played 19. Like, oh, are you counting the San Jose one? I'm like, no, you've played 20. He goes, we played 20? And they go, yeah. And he goes, but we have 15 games left. I'm like, oh, no, that one doesn't count. The SoFi, oh, SoFi Stadium. Got it. And it was funny for me because I'm thinking very much of a, in terms of like the fans and the reporters, that game doesn't count. But Greg Vanny has to put players into that game. Yeah. Greg Vanny has to manage that game, right? He has, so, to, he has to account for it. Yeah. He has to account for it. He's right. Mm-hmm. He has 15 games left, right? I was I was incorrect in, in a way just because we were sort of doing that. But we were talking about where they were last year and sort of how that goes. If you look at where they're at right now with their points and everything that they have at 27 points. And again, at this time last year, they had 35 points. Um, we can yeah. we can bring up the chart. There's It is fairly stark that they have not yeah. had some some great runs of four. in 2020 it was 21 points so i guess you can say you're they're better than that but look 2019 34 points 2018 yeah, 31 points right so you can go through this in 2017 they had 22 points if you really want to go back and compare good job you're doing better than 2017 <laughs> you know doesn't take much yeah no i think that the the scary thing is 20 matches we were talking about yeah, how, how many times I've been on Are we at the midway point? We're just past the midway point. 20 games is enough of a sample size where you can now start extrapolating numbers out. So I don't know if you want to get to today's math lesson. Uh, but yeah, we- I mean, let's so so you're at 27 right now. I roughly and we've talked about this, I think, on Monday, say the Galaxy need 21 points, right? Well, 14 I, games, that's seven wins out of 14 yeah. games. And do you want to say that the L.A. Galaxy go 500 from it, here on out? Yeah, that that's the kicker. So. Plus 21 points puts them at 48 points, which has been the magic number. Right. You know, going back to 2017, 48 points last year wasn't enough, but maybe this year with teams dropping points, it will be enough. But you need to get, it's like 48 is the bar. So right. 21 points is where you go. But I, I'm looking at the 20 games we have, the Galaxy are at 1.35 points per game. Right. If you put that over, you multiply that times 14 games, that's 18.9. So that's let's round that up to 19, 19 points. points. Right. That puts them at 46. So that's below the line going back, unless you go back to, you know, before 2017, 46 would not be enough to get you in there. So that's what makes you nervous. Like based on that, you know, they're not, based on their current points per game, they're not going to be able to make the playoffs. So obviously like the, <laughs> the no duh comparison is, well, if you win, that's three points that outperforms your points per game. And of course that changes everything and you start a whole new conversation, but 20 games is enough of enough of a sample size right. to where if you work it out, you know, 46 points. That's scary. It is scary that we're, we're getting in that territory where it's not looking good. Yeah. It, it feels that way, right? It feels a little bit like it's, it's under the gun. I was, I was having a discussion, uh, with, with somebody and basically they're like, you know, if the galaxy don't win on Sunday, then it's all over. And I'm like, it's not, and it can't be, I understand the, the want 
and the need to almost be, if you're a Galaxy fan, to be uh, final about things, right? Which is like, this is it. Like, if they can't beat Atlanta, who hasn't won on the road um, this year, just like San Jose hadn't won I on the road. I was going to say, just like San Jose, right? who had never won a road game, yeah. Go um, on. So if, if, if you can't be that final, I understand the need for it. I mean, people want... They want consequences, right? They want consequences for actions. And it's like, well, the LA Galaxy go on a seven game winning streak. Listen, nobody believes that. I'm using this as an example. <laughs> okay. It was almost like Kelvin Damien brought up on Monday. He was like, Kelvin Lairdam was talking to us. Yeah, man, if we just start, you know, really, we just need to rip off like, like eight or nine or 10 in a row. It's like, yeah, well, that would do it. I mean, you know, you want to, you want 30 more points than you have right now. Win the next 10 games, right? Not a problem. I Perfect. know. I know. Easy. It's right. that easy. You mean we could have been winning this whole time? Right. It, it, it's, it's one of those. So. Um, so, so when you look at that and, and sort of say, I understand the one to be final, it's just, it's just not this Atlanta game is not determinative, right? And even more so Atlanta is an East coast team. So this is not a six point game. And so it's even, even that's the funny thing. This is even that much of a lower stakes game. Uh, three points would be nice though. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. It is interesting though. I talked, asked Greg Vanny and I said, Hey, the 21 points seems about where it is about 48 points, right? You know, 48 points sort of puts you right in that run. And he goes, yeah, he goes, but he goes, I think, and he was, and I agree with him because this is actually my thought as well is that that's not how the Western conference is playing out right now. Like 48. Absolutely. I think if the galaxy get 48, they're 100% safe. They may even be in a five or six spot at 48 points. The thing that's going on right now in the Western conference is they added one more team. And they added a good team. And so that there are teams that are all just sort of middling in here. And whenever I talk about the middling teams, I'm talking about anybody basically who's not Austin or LAFC, right? LAFC at 42 points, Austin at 41 points, okay? If you go down, Salt Lake, Minnesota, Nashville, Dallas, LA, Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, Houston, even Colorado, San Jose, and Kansas City, all of these, all of those teams are still well within this. And, yeah, well, and and all you need to do is string some results together and you will climb. But the other thing that's going to happen, what's happened so far, the Galaxy are in a three-game losing streak. How many spots have they slid down in the Western Conference? I think one or two. Two. I think two spots, yeah. And, but the only scary thing is Colorado, with a win, puts them even on points. Right. You know, and they're in 12th place. Right. And so it, it can flip that quickly also. It, but it, it hasn't, which is kind of the crazy thing. It's muddled, right? But it's really muddled in there. I don't see that stopping. I don't see some of these teams, even the Seattle, because I think Seattle's in a difficult spot right now in terms of they have some injuries and they are tired and they're getting into the the really the part of the season that's going to test their um, their depth and everything. But listen, the LA Galaxy are in the same spot here, right? I mean, things can go really badly here in the next couple of months. That's that's one of the things that you should learn from it. Um, we say 14 games like it's this whole big stretch out. I heard Brian Schmetzer talking and he was yeah. like, he was like, there's no time for these games. As you're like you said, it's two months. That's it. Yeah. Um, and it's going to all be over. And it's going to be over early in October because that's when with a winter world cup, everything's going to wrap up before that goes off. Right. So you have all these things. So I'm not so sure that the bottom of that line isn't at 46 or 45 this year because there's an extra team that's also a middling team and sort of just more in the fray. Just teams are taking points from each other in weird ways yeah. and it's just not predictable right now. This is one of the reasons the LA Galaxy better get on a winning streak is because you win three games in a row, which is something they have not been able to do under Greg Vanny. You win three games in a row, you get nine points. Nine points can literally take you into like third place. Right. Like if you if you get oh, on yeah. the right streak in the right place. So 
that's the thing. I don't I don't think they're they're gonna get in that home playoff stretch, but I do think like I don't trust San Jose to make the jump. I don't that's, trust Colorado right. to make the jump. Right. I don't trust Vancouver, Houston. So that leaves Portland, Seattle as the teams that you maybe are gonna come about. up. Yeah. Are gonna, you're going to flop around with, like you said, Seattle's looking tired. Portland, you never know which way that's going to go. I don't know about Portland. Yeah, they're, they're really inconsistent as well. And so so is everybody, by the way. I, I Nashville's yeah, inconsistent. I, Dallas is inconsistent. LA, Portland, Seattle, Vancouver. There's so much inconsistency right now. And I think that's what Greg was sort of hinting yeah. at in that. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect the Galaxy to drop to 13th, 14th, you know, 12th place. But they, they could. You could see a slide to 8th <laughs> right? or 9th. Right. Well, of course. Yeah, you always could. <laughs> keep losing. Keep losing. Yeah. Let's see what happens, right? Yeah, uh, my by grandmother the, had wheels. She'd be a bicycle. She yeah. would indeed. <laughs> uh, $10 super chat <laughs> from Gary, uh, who says, great show as always, guys. So thank you for that, Gary. Appreciate it. Um, Thanks, Gary. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just... It's so unpredictable right now. I've, I've been asked in the Discord, like, oh, do you, I still think the LA Galaxy are a top three team? I think that they could be. If they play... See, I don't, if, I don't if, think so. If they, well, here's the thing. The top three right now would include RSL, right? Do I think the LA Galaxy are so much worse than Real Salt Lake? I don't. Do I think that the LA Galaxy are so much worse than Minnesota? I don't. Do I think that the LA Galaxy are so much worse than Nashville? Yes. I don't. Maybe. I, I think know. so. Yeah, Nashville's about to Dallas team. also. Maybe. I think they're worse than Dallas. Maybe, but look at where Dallas is. Yeah. Dallas is not a consistent team, right? Dallas isn't, and, and the same thing goes with Nashville. Nashville's not a consistent team. They are three points behind. You are two points behind Dallas having played one last game. You are three points behind Nashville having played one last game. That's it. So as much as we would like to say that the Galaxy are horrible, which they have certainly shown a propensity to be in stretches, especially against bad teams. We've also seen that the LA Galaxy have been very good in stretches. Yes. I, th- I think that's I don't know how to reconcile point. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here here's the the truth bomb that's a super obvious. Sometimes, like we were saying, it's not getting cute. It's not looking at analytics. Sometimes it's just what our eyes have shown us. The last three games, the Galaxy have played really bad. Yeah. And if that was how they played the whole season, they would absolutely be a bottom dweller, wooden spoon team. But we've also seen seen the team play like they have against Austin away grinding out a point at home against Austin, having a goal explosion at the end at home versus Montreal clicking, you know, with, with, uh, Jovalich and Chicharito finding each other, you know, that chemistry and that connection. We've right. seen that team play as well. Right. And that wasn't that long ago, you no. know, two, that's two weeks ago. Yeah. And so if you can take a downturn in two weeks, it can go the other direction in two weeks as well. So yes, the last few games, the galaxy have looked bad and made some really egregious errors that have put them in terrible positions. But when you look at the standings, you say, okay, it's not the season is not over because there's a lot of people in the chat and people saying, well, we're definitely not making the playoffs. We're definitely, you know, we're out. The, the season's over. Uh, and so I, I don't think we're there. And, that, and that's we keep saying that. And then next week I'll come on and we'll say, you know, Galaxy need to they've lost another two games and we're, we're burning it all down again. But maybe they've only dropped one one spot in the standings and they're still only two points behind and they still have the game in hand. So all is not lost. But if they. But if they keep going like what our eyes have shown us right. the last few games, then if yes, you you are correct. Yes, but our eyes have shown us otherwise as well. Yeah, it's that's why it's it's so hard to sort of figure this team out. By the way, uh, eighteen dollars super chat from uh, Sugar Daddy Herb. Um, Herb says joining late. Glad to hear see you doing better, Josh. I am. I'm. I'm. I technically am like a hundred percent. I have a cough now, but that cough is not affecting me whatsoever. So, <laughs> just more cough drops during the podcast. Not a big deal. I, it's crazy how many cough drops I go through in a year just because I have a podcast. 
Because I didn't okay. take, I didn't have, I didn't use them all day today. It's not like I was like, oh, well, I can't cough. No, I'm like, I can cough. It's not a big deal. And it's just a little bit. But towards the end of the night, whenever I'm getting ready to record, it's like, oh, so you think you don't have a cough. That's yeah. cute. Um, the whole deal. Uh, by the way, Herb also says, uh, does any of the super chats go to Hammer's game hype videos? No, we. I don't give him any money. I was going to say, that's a fair question. That's Thank <laughs> you for asking, Herb. I appreciate that. I need an advocate here. Yeah, that's you I know, think you do. These, these TikToks don't make themselves, right? We need a budget. We need... We need to make it work. So I don't know. Maybe I'll ask. Uh, I'll come hat in hand. Uh, I guess man, uh, super chat I, bank account. See I, what I can do. I was looking in the in the chat room and Lex said, you know, it's sad that we even talk, talking about the LA Galaxy. We've had to rely on other teams sucking the last few seasons rather than just playing well. I will agree with that. The only thing I will add to that is there are two teams in the Western Conference that haven't been sucking. Um, everybody else is very inconsistent. So it's a lot more the parody of MLS becoming even That's, more parody. But that's not even really new. Yeah. I mean, it's always been like this. We saw how the Galaxy slid out of the playoffs. There are a bunch of teams in that zone. And, you know, on, on one kick of a ball, the Galaxy was out of the playoffs. Yeah. It was just like that. That's how yeah. jumbled everyone was. So it's not new. <laughs> it uh, is what it is. By the way, uh, Darren gave us a $10 super chat and says, we are so close to being near the top, <laughs> but also not far from the bottom. We needed to hire Dr. Sharon for Cabral. I'm not. <laughs> somebody said something. I, Mike, uh, Mike's in our chat room. Um, uh, maybe I said it to Mike, uh, cause he was saying, man, you know, maybe this guy just needs some confidence. He was at least, Mike was at least near me whenever somebody said this, he just, he just needs to find some confidence. I'm calling BS. This is not a confidence issue. This is a technical skill ability. This is not a, Oh, I don't believe it. I don't believe that this is just simply a, a guy doesn't have high enough self-esteem. I can't because even if you have low self-esteem, you're going to put a ball away in the back of the net on occasion, especially with the chance places that he has been. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the, the other side of it. When they signed Kevin Cabral and you saw the highlight video, you didn't see bangers. Like when we saw Allison Drini free cooks from the outside, you saw a guy with speed kind of tuck a ball underneath and had it dribble into the goal. So I kind of see what you're saying that the technical ability piece, this isn't a confidence in building, you know, building that confidence up. He said, we said, we need Dr. Sharon. I, I actually think we're past the psychologist. I think we need, you know, some, some religious experts, a shaman, uh, you know, <laughs> a, saging, we, a, yeah, good saging. a good sage. We need, yes. there's something else that needs to happen, but I think that's fair. And that's why the young DP, this is an investment as someone who's not ready yet, but they're going to build that skill. And that's the goal here, but you're right. That skill is not there. I think it, I agree with you. It's not mental. It is technical skill, but I think it's technical skill and mental as well, which, Hey, it's a bad combo. <laughs> yeah. You no. have a bad brain, but you know, at least, you know, you have good technical skill you can make up for it or good technical skill or bad technical skill, but you have, you know, the heart of a lion and a, a good brain, then that's another thing. But when you're missing both, that's, that's a bad combo, bad recipe. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's super interesting. Um, I, I thought, uh, E super said we, we aren't parody P A R T Y, but we're a parody P A R O D Y. I like, well, I like that. Super. Like good wordplay. Good wordplay for, for that. Very good. Um, $5 super chat from Aaron. Um, I too wish Josh a happy birthday. However, I'm being more sincere than the others. That's right. Uh, it's the big, uh, guestman, uh, birthday on Saturday. So thank you for that, Aaron. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, no big fancy like party this time. I think no, no, no live show. Time, no, right? no live show. <laughs> um, uh, verbal architecto, uh, $5 super chat. Do you think Chicha will renew? No. Um, I don't see that happening. Uh, big, big discussions in our well, discord today. Yeah. What do you think? Who, who's doing the work? Because it would not put pat me put it would not put it past this front office to see them offer an, a two year extension to Chicharito. Why do the you way do this to going. me? Why? 
because the answer everybody knows is no, right? The answer, correct. the very the, clear answer is no. You're not going to renew him. He looks tired. We were having a whole discussion in the Discord about how he looks tired. How, what's his motivation going yeah. forward? A little bit. If you haven't uh, joined our Discord and you want to be upset every morning, you log on. I feel like you, it's a great place to go and just complain about stuff that one you really have no idea about, um, and then just fantasize about how horrible the galaxy are. It's a great place to be. Very yeah, positive. And, and, and if you want to upset your wife, turn your notifications on and just have that thing pinging ping all day all long. Gone. What, yeah. is, what is happening? Okay, I'll turn, I'll turn the notifications off. So Discord, always active, always happening. So, my my wife right, gets it, so angry like whenever my <laughs> notifications, because I have Twitter notifications, I have Discord notifications. But and, it, the Discord more than most. The Discord really, if you're, if you're subscribed to all the channels, it is... It is a nonstop deluge of, of galaxy hate and, and some fun, some fun as well. Some fun. It's a topics, lot yeah. of hate right now, though. I will. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this: if you Which, fair enough, if you want to be a negative Nelly, and by the way, E Super is one of the best negative Nellies we have in our chat room on a regular basis. So that is good. If you want to be a negative Nelly, you are going to be right more than you're wrong right now about the LA Galaxy. Correct. Right. So it doesn't take much to sit there and say, "Well, this team is bad," and I can agree. There's some roster issues that are just horrible. Um, you know, we're going, and we talked about it on Monday, but like Kevin Cabral is a great example. Greg Vanny, hundred percent, his signing, right? I can, yeah. I can, I can stand behind that hundred percent. Greg Vanny saw Kevin Cabral playing said, that's the kind of guy we need one out there. Now I will also add this to all of that, that for years now, contracts and salaries, contract length and contract amounts have been crazily inflated for whatever reason by the LA Galaxy. Um, yeah, and I, I think back to Jorgen Shelvick being the highest paid defender in the league. And it's like, well, who made that deal? Mike, Mike Ciani making a lot of money, you know, getting that uh, Bugatti or, or McLaren. It was the McLaren that, that Ciani had. Uh, you know, again, who, who made that deal? You're starting to see this trend and you hear some, some rumblings and it's so, okay, he wanted Cabral. Did he want him at a DP? Did he want him at that salary? Five years? For five years? Yeah. So that's 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 the other side of the coin where yes, okay, he's missed let, let, so far. Let's be but, let's be very yeah. honest about what the LA Galaxy have been paying. They've been paying a stupidity tax. All yeah. right. They've been stupid with some of the stuff that they have offered and what they have done. Um and again, Greg Vanny's only been here for two years, right? Uh we could go back a long way to figure Do the out. Math. Yeah, the you, Mike Siani, Jorgen Shelvick. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Siani made enough money to lease a McLaren. All right, I mean, you know, if if you're gonna be that guy, you, and you have it delivered. He yeah. had it delivered. Yeah, of course he and, did. And and at least he gave everyone rides. I'll give him that. Yeah, everyone loaded up in the McLaren. Like some great photos. Wasn't that? Did they they had like a whole photo shoot with yeah. it, like with the like, palm yeah. trees and yeah. like Giovanni dos Santos, <laughs> Jonathan, Bradford, Jameson. It's like I, there's there's no way they all fit in that McLaren. Um, people are saying that's the galaxy tax agents taxing the galaxy. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But that is also the galaxy. You can say no, right? Correct. You can say no to Kevin Cabral at five years and $1.3 million and you know, whatever the transfer fee, I think $6 million was, you can say no. And I have less problem. Here's my overall thinking on it is I have less problem with Kevin Cabral on a five year for that money, knowing that you're then going to have to just be like, okay, that's my development project. All right. I'm not saying it's great. Right. But I'm saying that's the if you're going to make that type of signing, which is a little bit of which is an unknown guy, you're trying to develop, you're going to put him on a young DP, you're trying to take advantage of the rules in order to get a younger player in who's already going to not be as as 
tested as well pro- proven out as other players. So when you go young DP, you're already risking it. And MLS teams have risked it through a bunch of this. You're already doing that. Then you have to be smart about your other two DPs. So that means you can't take a flyer on somebody like Douglas Costa, right? Um, yeah. And that's why that comes down. If you had Chicha performing, if you had Chicha playing the way that he is right now, if you had 2021 20, Chicharito, right? Okay, sure. If, without if had, the injury, if you yeah. had 2021 20, Chicharito without the injuries, was you know 17 games that he played, um, and you have a let's say, oh, I'll I'll say this because this will just get everybody all right. You have a Christian Pavone, a, a known <laughs> guy that you're going to get gonna get you assists and goals, nine, yeah. ten goals, five, six assists, right? Those types of things. If you do that, then having Kevin Cabral as a young designated player as a development project is less of a risk. But you can't go get somebody like Kevin Cabral and offer him five years. Um, and when you do that, uh, you can't do that and then take a take another gamble, high risk, high reward on somebody like Douglas Costa. I think Douglas Costa in the next 14 games is going to be the best version of Douglas Costa that we're possibly going to see. All right. That doesn't mean much. He hasn't. I was going to say that's still the funny thing is that might not be. Good. good enough. DP. It's better than maybe what he's given us. Right. I can see where you're going with that. But. <laughs> Still might not be good enough, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I also want to highlight, Lex said something in the chat that I yes. think is worth is If we lose our, our fourth straight and third against a non-playoff team, can we finally start questioning Greg's tactics? And my answer to this is yes, only because you're going to have Chicharito, you're going to have Delgado, you're going to have the Brugman bump. If with all of that at your disposal and you still can't win at home and you still struggle, then yes, okay, go ahead and start Start asking the questions. That's fair. I'll say this about Atlanta. They're as much Jekyll and Hyde as the Galaxy are, right? Yeah. They have played some very good games this year. They have a dearth of offensive talent, right? We can start talking about the Atlanta yeah. game, but why not? Let's do that. Uh, LA Galaxy. The yeah. Uh, LA Galaxy versus Atlanta United coming up on Sunday, July 24th. 6.30 p.m. is the TV start time on Fox or on FS1 and Fox Deportes. Kickoff time 6.55, so 25-minute lead-in. Um, so don't ask me about that. I've told you. I tweeted out. Yeah. I literally tell everybody this stuff all the time. That, I will on game day. What time? What time's kickoff? So yeah, yeah. That, that's my big takeaway. Usually the the six oh eight or the six thirty eight or whatever it is, I can handle that. But the twenty five minute delay, like that, always gets me. Yeah, seven. You know, six thirty. I'm good to go. No, it's actually just just do half an hour. It's, it's seven o'clock. Get there a little bit early. Right. Seven o'clock is what you should tell your mind. The LA Galaxy have never ever ever in their whole entire history, it's only three games, have ever beat... <laughs> this isn't as bad as, like, Colorado, where they haven't beat them in the last eight games, right? And it goes back to 2017. Well, the LA Galaxy have also never beat Atlanta going back to 2017. 4-0 uh, win the first time these teams ever met in 2017. That was in Atlanta. A 2-0 win for Atlanta at home on in 2018. Um, and the last time they played was in Atlanta. 3-0 win for, L, uh, uh, for Atlanta... Uh, in 2019, in August of 2019. So Atlanta, three wins, zero draws, zero losses against the LA Galaxy. And not only have they not won a game, they have not scored a goal. So oh, they is that nine zero that nine is zero true. in goal differential? So look at zero that. goals scored against Atlanta. Hey, if the Galaxy score a goal on Sunday, there should be a, a ruckus There's celebration. History. That's history. Yeah, we should retire the jersey right there. Save the ball. Whoever scores that one. Oh man, this is gonna be. This is just awesome. Uh, Joseph Martinez has taken to not starting all of a sudden, which has been an yeah. interesting little twist. Now he went off semi similar to Derek Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sort of said there aren't people who are trying, but the whole deal. And apparently the the situation to to mend that situation was to put him on the bench. I don't know how that works. Like, is it 
if you're calling people, this would be like Greg Vanny saying, Derek, you're out of line and I'm going to sit you because you said things that were true. Or is it because they're like, those things aren't true and you need to be part of the team. And so you can't just yeah. be like saying this. Did it's a it's, very interesting lie? thing, right? It's a, it's a fine line. But also to that point, Ronaldo Cisneros, who's starting in his spot, has more starts, more goals. So that's kind of the interesting thing. When you think of Atlanta, you think of Joseph Martinez. Right. But he's actually not their highest performer right now. It is Ronaldo Cisneros. So he's not the guy you need to worry about. Now, of course, when he comes off the bench, if he comes off the bench, Joseph Martinez is absolutely someone who, you know, will make you pay. So you have to keep an eye on it. But that's not the guy who has been uh, on fire for Atlanta as of, as of late, even though Atlanta hasn't really been on fire. Yeah, they uh, they haven't. You, the, the, thing, the Galaxy will get to see Alan Franco. Um, back there at yeah. center back. That's Kevin a guy. Baxter's Alan Franco. Finally, Kevin can be in the same building as Alan Franco after saying that he was coming. Uh, Kevin gets a pass because of the pandemic, but just barely, barely. Uh, it's funny. That was, we were sitting at a preseason game uh, yeah, with the, that was with the, the live the, show. That was yeah. the live show when we Kevin's like, news. he's coming, he's coming. <laughs> I was like, I don't think he is. I don't, I don't really know if that's, uh, that's happening. Um, so that, this is an Atlanta team that if you look at the standings in the Eastern Conference is is 11th in the Eastern Conference. Like this is not a, a good Atlanta team and they are very much win some, lose some, win some, lose some. They have one win on the road right now, one, six and two away. Um, and so really they have not played very well this season at all, but they are a team that has, listen, this is the type of team the LA Galaxy should be able to exploit. They like to right. play direct. They like to try to get in behind. There should be space open there. Now, I'll tell you right now, if Atlanta scores, they will park that bus. All right. I watched them. I watched a bunch of highlights for them for the last like three or four games. And whenever they get up and whenever they're winning, bus is parked. So the Galaxy, under no circumstances, I don't care if all 11 players stand in the goal for the first half, cannot give up the first goal. Right. Well, you did see Orlando eventually, you know, come back, but it was they were parking the bus and they, mm -hmm. Orlando just kind of repeatedly went after them. So the, to your point, I do see this as a positive for the Galaxy because when San Jose comes in, when, you know, Houston on decision day comes in uh, and Vancouver comes in, it's like, well, the Galaxy don't you know play well against those teams. But when you play against a team who's going to be hungry, who's going to be attacking, which is more of Atlanta style. I think that does better suit the galaxy to, you know, get, get on the counter attack and kind of make those things happen. So it reminds me a lot of, you know, when they played against Austin, when they played against Montreal, you have these teams who want to play their game and then the galaxy is going to be able to counter. Cause as we know, this is a counter attacking team right. who pretends to be a possession team. Correct. Um, if we look at this schedule and just sort of how it all plays out, LA galaxy uh, versus Atlanta, this is a game you have. Yeah. I don't want to say you have to win. This is a game you should win at home. One is you get Atlanta right. traveling three time zones in order to come play you. That's a bonus for the LA Galaxy. It's also a good bot <coughs> excuse me, a good body clock game. Right? This is a yeah. this is a Sunday, seven o'clock yeah. uh Sunday game, right? That's a ten PM Eastern time zone game. This is a good body clock game for the LA Galaxy. Galaxy are well within their body clocks with Atlanta. It's gonna be a little late for them. Okay. Uh game on FS1 and uh, Fox Deportes. It's a way to Dallas right after this. And it's like, I, I think um, <laughs> well, in our in our discord, we've already been watching the, the weather. It's supposed to be like 105 in Dallas. I've, I've been living the weather. It has been over 105 for the last 14 days. We're on a drought. We're on a heat watch, heat advisory. So yeah, it, it's been bad news. I would not be surprised if this is played on molten lava uh, by the time the galaxy make it. To maybe, Dallas. maybe the galaxy have to play the game. The, the floor is lava. Maybe that would help them. A little <laughs> Maybe bit their better. chances are better. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? 
Uh, you have August 3rd is the game at SoFi Stadium that I don't care about, but Greg Vanny still has to put players out for. So uh, that's one of the 15 games that are remaining as well. Uh, if you count it, <coughs> it's away to Kansas City after that. There's an all-star game in there on the 10th and the 9th and the 10th. So Rajo and Chicharito gone during that time, coming back on August 13th, hosting Vancouver, hosting Seattle on the 19th. So back-to-back Pacific Northwest teams, and then on a little road trip to New England and Toronto, which is going to be a difficult place to go play. Um, lots of games coming up for the Galaxy. Going to be a difficult... I think this is, this is one of their more winnable games, but this is going to be... This is where you want to see the positivity come in, right? Yeah. Like something has to go right for the galaxy. I don't care if the ball bounces off of somebody's nose and goes in like yeah. something of positive. Kevin, yeah. Off a of Kevin Cabral, uh, dreadlock. That's yes. what you want to see the ball go in off of. And so you're right. This is the response game. And I, I think Chicharito said it in the media availability as well. You know, you were saying, well, with these losses, he said, well, there's obviously a lot of areas to improve. Like, the galaxy have not played well. So this is the, okay, we're back at home. We've had a full week to rest. There's no midweek game. This is the game where you, you need to show us something. Unfortunately, it's star Wars night as well, which, you know, I've heard Never via the discord. The galaxy does not play well. Have, have you seen the space? Star Wars night. Have you seen the space ball stuff that's out there yeah. instead? I've, Shout out. Yeah. To the nag boys news across the galaxy God, for creating I space balls. Perfect. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> just so such wonderful. It's so, it's which, so much fun. I had more bad news the week yes. after at FC Dallas. That's also Star Wars night for them. So, Good. so two Star two, Wars, two Star Wars nice. That's that's great. <laughs> we'll that, see how that goes. That'll definitely not work well for the LA Galaxy. Yeah, this is a game that the Galaxy really do need three points from only because it, it, if they can get going positively. Remember, before the break, remember that long three-week international break? The Galaxy had just beaten Austin. They were sort of feeling themselves. They were in a good, positive mental space. We've talked about the emotional maturity of this team and how it is it is delicate. It is a delicate balance. This team is uh, very open to having in-game meltdowns, like I, personally inside of their own heads. I'm going to call it emotional. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, I'm not using that as a bad word. It's you let your no. emotions get the best of you. You know, you get hot. You get you get down on yourself and and vice. But that emotion also works on the other direction. That knob, you know, turns the other direction against Montreal when you're feeling yourself and you're passing or even. Uh, that game against Austin Jovalich, you know, decides bicycle t- kick assists are now in the cards. Right. That's the emotion being pushing you forward as well. So I think this is a very emotional team. They wear their heart on the sleeve depending on how things are going. You get a, a performance out of them depending on what's happening around we, them. We pointed it out on Monday. We'll point it out again. Uh, nine out of the last 12 games, the LA Galaxy have allowed the first goal. That does not go well for them because whenever they allow the first goal, they're 1-8-1. and one. They score the first goal, they're 7-1-1. One and one. Score the first goal. I know Simple. it's such an easy thing. You know, it's also, Eric, and we joke about this all the time. If you want to play teams that are bad, right? If you want some bad teams, and one of the reasons, you can look down the schedule and we say, well, we don't know if there's guaranteed win. It's, it's not because all those teams are good, right? It's it's because the because LA Galaxy yeah. are, aren't that good, right? So if you want to be a better team, you'll play more bad teams, all right? That's how that <laughs> well, works. Well, that's like my points per game thing. Yeah, yeah, right? When you win, that's three points. That's more than 1.35, so, and now that average goes up, and now you have a better... <laughs> you know, chance all the way. So we're getting into, yeah, 538 territory with all these percentages. 538, by the way, still has the LA Galaxy at a 65% chance to win, uh, to make the playoffs. Which, which is the funny thing. Two weeks ago, July 6th, yep. they're at 78%. Yep. Last Thursday, they're at 71%, and now they're at 65 So they are dropping quickly uh, on those 538 standings. The interesting thing is based on their, like, SPI, that power index. Right. They're, they're sitting actually pretty high. Yes. They're st- 
they, the, the, the algorithm the, still the, believes in the galaxy, the even though third, the players themselves don't believe it. I, I would like to point out, they are the third place Western Conference team whenever you look at those rankings, right? So everybody, I, I, I know people want me to want to say that I'm crazy, that the LA Galaxy are not a top three team in the Western Conference. They're not a top two team. I won't give you that. Could they be a top three team? Absolutely. They actually have a lot of the metrics that would support that. But you can't give up the amount of goals that they're giving up lately. Um, that's not something that can happen, right? And so that has to, if anything, and, and let's talk about availability. Mark Delgado, available for this game. Chicharito, available for this game. I would actually expect that both of those guys start. I don't see any reason yeah. why they wouldn't start. So they're starting. Uh, Brugman, Vanny said he was not fitness limited in anything that he did. Okay, so that basically means that it wasn't like he had to stop because he was out of shape, right? Yeah. He has and been working out and sending videos to the LA Galaxy, yeah, right? That's what you were saying, and he was working out earlier in the week, and so I, I would absolutely expect to see Brugman probably not start, but right. definitely get, you know, what, 30 minutes, maybe a half, depending on how the first half goes. Yeah, yeah, um, it, it's it, it, and it's funny. I, I I think that like a thirty minute run out for him is is perfect, which is going to be really. I can't wait to see the chat rooms, and I can't wait to see everything when the LA Galaxy are down a goal and Greg Vanny's putting in a defensive midfielder, um, which I absolutely believe is is going to happen. By the way, there's a lot of not uh, the people don't like five thirty eight in terms of their yeah. stats and everything oh. like that. Yeah, it's heavy on XG. So it is. We we know what it is, and mm-hmm. so we also see. So I, I, I agree that it's not the end all be all, but as far as like what you can expect, it's, it's usually not far off as what, far as what, like, what did they get? What did they nail last year? They <laughs> nailed New York city FC yeah. winning that they had them number one the entire year and was like, this team is really good. You guys. And yeah. like, they weren't performing that they way on the field. They were not their way in the standings. Nope. Correct. Um, and so it's, it's certainly one of those things. I would never like trust them to actually believe anything because they're going to have, and we're going to go ahead and say it. They're going to have the LA galaxy as ridiculous favorites in this game. And there's just no way. <laughs> yeah. It's the galaxy have the third highest win percentage out of the whole slate. And Atlanta has the second lowest win percentage. So we take away the, the draw percentage. So again, yikes, <laughs> that's supposed to make us feel good, but that does not make us feel good. It shouldn't even past, uh, five predictions. So, 48%. and then also on Bovada, Galaxy are minus 125. So, again, good favorites there. Atlanta's plus 320. So, again, all these things just make me really, really nervous. Take the underdog at plus 320 for 100%. Like, it's like, <laughs> and by the way, the Galaxy, I, I wonder what the Galaxy's percentage of like covering like is because it's got to be like really low, right? Yeah. It's one of those. Well, that, and you look at the draw, very, that was, again, going back to our whole conversation that we were having, the, a little bit of GBS, the, the no draws. That's kind of coming back to bite them as well. It's either a, a spectacular failure or a big win. You don't see a lot of that just kind of grinding out that one point uh, on the road or kind of you know coming back and getting that draw. You don't see that from this Galaxy team. I, I track this. Nobody else tracks this. This is I don't know why I track this. This is just interesting to me and why and it's the thing. So the LA Galaxy right now have a forty percent win percentage, which is better than their win percentage from last year. Okay, um, right now they have a forty five percent lose percentage which is worse than it was last yeah. year. It was 35.3%. They're missing those draws. So if we look at the point or better, I count if you win or draw as a, like what sort of percentage are you getting either a win or draw out of? And the LA Galaxy right now are at 55%. Last year, 64.7%, right? So getting my indication of a good team is that when you don't play well, you figure out a way to draw the game. Right. The LA Galaxy were yeah. so good at that during their MLS Cup years of, hey, we're not playing that well. And it ends one one or it ends two two. or We found a way to get a point out of this game. 
And when you can do that on a consistent basis, when one, you have a high win percentage and then your point percentage, your chances, your percentage of getting a point or better in that game is in that 60, 65%. That's whenever you start seeing these really good teams. 2016, by the way, their point percentage, 82.4. They had a ton of draws. Um, they only lost 17.6% of their games, but they only won 35% of them, right? It's <laughs> but like those are the teams who you don't want to face because right? you're not gonna you're not gonna go in there and easily grab points from them. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, 14, 15 days left on your uh, your transfer window closes on August 5th. Uh, that's something to keep in mind in the LA Galaxy going up against uh, Atlanta coming up on Sunday. Prediction sure to be wrong, Eric. Uh, go for it. I I I know I'm gonna everything that I've seen says not to do this, but I'm predicting a win. Oh, a 1-0, like 80th minute Chicharito goal. I think that's 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 what happens. They're, they're going to grind it out. It's going to look ugly. Fans are going to be upset. And then they're just going to get bailed out at the very end. Get that 1-0. I'm calling a 1-0 win. It's 2-2. <laughs> the Galaxy score two first half goals and then give and then up two down. goals in the so second in, half. It, so they pull an inverse galaxy, yes. is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think I, that's a black hole. Yeah, we'll have to get to the telescope to figure out. Here here's the <laughs> thing. Like I, I want it, it's so weird and and having covered teams as long as I have, it's such a weird feeling because I absolutely want to see the people that I that I cover and I talk to on a regular basis succeed. And there's almost a part of me in my head that it says that says this team and what I've seen is not this bad. And I can't believe it. Just because there's so many things that are going for it. Now, I don't think that, as we talked on Monday, I don't know. I, I don't know that there's like a like an answer for a good starting 11 right now. I don't know that like you're sitting there and you're not compromising a whole bunch of things. But I think yeah. when Brogman comes in, you get to like not have Efrain Alvarez on the field, which I think is a positive overall <laughs> net positive for the LA Galaxy. Maybe it won't be. Right. Maybe that'll be a, a huge issue. Yeah. We find out if Mark Delgado, central attacking midfielder, really exists. Is that really a thing? And Brugman now allows you other freedoms to kind of make that happen. But you, you bring up a great point about wanting the team to succeed. You, again, right. you talk to these players on a regular basis. As a, from the fan perspective, I want to see this team win. Right. I, you know, as, as much as I am someone who likes to go on Twitter and make light of the galaxy losing and self-deprecate and be an absolute hater, at the end of the day, I do want this team to win. I do want them to be successful. And that's the one – it's very difficult to gauge other people's fandom. And we've always said be a fan however you want. If being a fan is you bashing the team 24-7, then that's, that's your way of showing your voice. Uh, then that's fair. But it – there is a fine line of almost taking pleasure in them not doing well. And right. I think I, there's I a see bunch of, of people I, I over that line. Understand. Yeah. I don't quite understand that. So supporting a team and then in, you know, really dancing on the grave that they're not doing well. I, I have eyes. I've seen that this team is not doing well. I'm not happy about it, <laughs> Right. but it does seem like there's, there's, there's some sec section of fandom, which is really relishing and enjoying how bad this team is, which is, odd to me. Well, they're hoping for consequences, right? I mean, that's what we sort of talked about that, right? They're okay, hoping for consequences, right? And it's like, well, if the galaxy go on and they're like, they're 500, right? They win seven games. They lose, they make it to the playoffs. They get a first round. They, they bounce out, right? The whole deal. Um, there's people who are like, well, nothing's going to change if that happens. Yeah. Cause we did good enough yeah. to not have any consequences. Right. Um, and, and I understand that, but the bottom line is there hasn't really been any consequences whenever you don't make the playoffs. Coaches have been fired, but that's not yeah. a real consequence because they'll just hire another one. Nothing will change. They'll just hire another one. So 
Um, absolutely be critical of Greg Vandy. Um, I think that he will have to own a lot of the personnel decisions that he makes on the field. Um, I also think that he's talked about punishing players by guys who don't do stuff that they're not going to play anymore. And I don't think he's had the players in order to be able well, to punish people and do that. That stuff. was one of my favorite points that you guys made earlier this week is, yeah, if you want to punish players, you need someone else to bring in who you're going to say, see, you could be starting, but you're not because this guy's stepping up and the other guys just aren't stepping up. So it's like, well, I guess I'll throw you out there again because I, I don't have anyone else. So yeah, that is an interesting wrinkle. And so that does make things really difficult on Vanny to be devil's advocate on his side there. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting stretch. I mean, from a story point of view, this is a super interesting time because there's a lot of sort of this might be a balance point. It was funny because I asked Greg and I asked Sasha and I've asked these guys how important like these next two, three games are. Well, hopefully they're right because they said it's not that important. Right. And then they haven't played that well. Right. It's like it's not that important. But the bottom line is that this team uh, needs positive reinforcement and yep. they need to know that things are getting better. And the only way to do that is to win games. And so something has to go their direction, you know, and that's why I think the introduction of Chicharito, Mark Delgado back into the lineup and then having the new blood of Brugman, like you said, something needs to change. That's a change. That's three changes right there. So there's just going to be a different feel, a different look. I think that's, that to me is the key to this game. Yeah. Uh, let's see what happens. LA Galaxy versus Atlanta United coming up on Sunday, July 24th, 6.30 time on the TV start time. Uh, 6.55 is your kickoff time. Uh, LA Galaxy, Atlanta United at Dignity Hill Sports Park, and then the Galaxy will go on the road to Dallas. All right. Uh, anything else, Hammer? You good? No. Enjoy Star Wars night, folks. I, I love Star Wars. I love the Galaxy. You, you're going to... great marriage of things, so enjoy yourselves out there. You're going to be at the next Star Wars night that they're at, right? Yeah. You're going to be out in the sun at 105 degrees yeah. watching One, the LA Galaxy? Yeah, 108 at 8 p.m. It's going to be a great time All right. uh, for, for our Star Wars night. Our Star Wars night. Yeah. Good times. I forgot how to talk. It's okay. You just have to do a little bit more of it. Tell people where they can find you. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at HammerEV. You can also find me on Instagram at GalaxyProfoul. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at JGuesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over, cornerofthegalaxy.com. You get shirts. You can get all of our articles, all of our stuff that we have up there right there, cornerofthegalaxy.com. LA Galaxy, Atlanta United, coming up on Sunday, July 24th see everybody out there or not maybe you're staying home i i respect that as well so for mr eric the portuguese hammer Vieira, i'm josh pato guessman you've been listening you've been watching to our little corner of the galaxy here everyone have a great one you've been listening to the corner of the galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at galaxy podcast and be sure to check out and subscribe to itunes stitcher and facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>